first thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. My name is Alex Reamer. Those of you who have listened to the show for a while know how much I enjoy nice and round numbers. So here we are, 125 episodes of the Sports Kiki. Uh, Great to be with you here throughout this ride. Uh, As always, find the show, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. You know the drill each and every Saturday. Download, rate, listen, subscribe. Uh, Spending a lot of time on the show this week, uh, not talking about sports, actually, despite our podcast title, The Sports Kiki. That's because I think there is a news story for gay men in the LGBTQ community that is far more important than sports, quite frankly, and that is this monkeypox outbreak and the really just embarrassing lack of information that's coming out from our federal government about this and the woeful vaccine distribution process that's underway as well. Uh, And I just want to use a lot of our time on the show this week to address what's going wrong, why is it going wrong, and actually try to get some useful information out there. So coming up in a few moments, you'll hear my conversation with Christopher Vasquez, who is the comms director for the National Center for Lesbian Rights. That's a national civil rights organization for all LGBTQ people. And Christopher and I talk about all of these issues, the vax, the vaccine rollout, the lack of information, uh, how that ties into historical medical discrimination against the LGBTQ community, and really how, of course, the people most impacted by this will be and are marginalized people within our already marginalized community. And I'll use myself as an example. I live in Boston, one of the few cities that's actually gotten the limited vaccine doses, And I'm a white gay man. I'm relatively affluent. And it took me, even me, a lot of effort to track down a vaccine appointment. And fortunately, I have the means and the ability to do that. Last Friday, it was quite a day of phone calling, button pushing, leaving voicemails, getting calls back. Uh, I dedicated a lot of time to this, calling health clinics and hospitals across the city until I finally booked a vaccine appointment for this past Wednesday afternoon. And it took me about two and a half hours to go across town, get to the hospital, get my vaccine, come back. And I'm lucky to be in this situation and work the kind of job where I can do that. I can spend time on a Friday calling my PCP with whom I'm very connected and calling all sorts of health clinics and hospitals throughout the state. And I say all sorts, there really are three. (laughs) There are three, uh, places in Boston right now that are giving out the monkeypox vaccine. Three. Uh, But I called all of them many times on Friday, and I was fortunately able to get 
an appointment at one of them on Wednesday and I can do it. I can leave my desk for a couple of hours. My bosses understand and I can do the work when I come back. That wouldn't be the case if I were working the checkout line at a grocery store or working on my feet anywhere. Uh, so, I mean, again, it goes to show you that when the response to this is so bad, the affluent people like yours truly, you know, we eventually, we, we get what we need. We get our treatment, we get our information, we get our vaccine. The people who are most impacted are the marginalized people. And this is another example of that. So my conversation with Christopher Vasquez is coming up in a bit. Uh, but before we do that, do you want to do a little sports, a little sports ball here today? Uh, Carl Nassip is still unsigned as training camp approaches. The question is, why? Arsid Ziegler wrote a very timely article about it this week. And he echoed a lot of the points that I've said before on the show. The last couple of months, the Raiders released Carl Nassib before free agency in March. And the question at the time was, is there a link between Nassib publicly coming out as gay and the Raiders releasing him? And the answer is absolutely not. Those of those who follow the NFL and understand the salary cap and have followed what the Raiders have done this offseason know that Nassib was released because he was making too much money for the production that he was giving the Raiders. The Raiders spent a lot of money this offseason. They signed Devontae Adams, star wideout, to a monstrous contract, well over $100 million. They signed star defensive end Chandler Jones to a long-term deal as well. And to clear money for Jones, and to clear money for Adams, and all these moves they made, the Raiders had to shed some cap money. So they cut Carl Nassib, who was set to earn over $7.7 million this season, the team designated him as a post-June 1, June 1 release, so they were able to save about $8 million against the salary cap this season. And as I said, Nassib did not produce last year like a player who's worth $8 million against the cap. He had only six hurries and 251 snaps. He was a marginal contributor. He actually was a healthy scratch during their playoff game against the Bengals. Now, Nassib is an NFL veteran the year before, he had 18 hurries and less than twice as many snaps, so he can still be a useful role player. He's one of many useful veteran role players who are still free agents as training camp approaches. Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Landon Collins, Indomitian Sue, Eric Ebron, tight end, cornerback A.J. Bouye, linebacker Quan Alexander. Each of these players has either won a Super Bowl or been to a Pro Bowl in the last five years Great list by Sid, which he also included in his column. And they're unemployed with training camp roughly 10 days away. Oh, man, that's scary to say. Yeah, it's July 16th, 26th. Yeah, man, I love the NFL, but I don't love it in late August. Uh, there are also several veteran pass rushers still available, along with Nassib, Trey Flowers, the former Patriot, Everson Griffin, who at one time was a Pro Bowl caliber pass rusher with the Vikings. He's still out there. So I understand it's tempting to draw the line. And we're always alert and we're always on edge for this stuff and we're alert to it as we should be. Nassif publicly comes out, then he's cut and he's unsigned. Is this a Michael Sam Redux kind of situation? Right now, all signs point to no. Now, if it's late August, early September and the season is starting and Nassif still isn't on a roster, then we can entertain the conversation. But right now, it's still far too premature. But that did not stop our friends at Deadspin. Stephen Knox, one of the writers there, 
had a piece this week. Has anyone noticed Carl Nassib isn't on an NFL roster? And it's largely just full of hyperbole and conjecture. And this is the kind of discourse that's actually really harmful to LGBTQ people in sports. And it's harmful because it plays up the fear. It plays up the fear in coming out. It plays up the fear in being out. And it says, yeah, Carl Nassib came out and now he's not on a roster despite no evidence that supports that. So you go on down the line and basically here is the conclusion that Knox comes to. This is the last paragraph. He, meaning Nassib, is a very privileged person. He is also gay and at the moment finds himself not on an NFL roster. His being gay may not be the reason, but it can objectively be said that it's not helping. Objectively be said that it's not helping. How does Stephen Knox know that? Has he talked to NFL sources? Has he talked to people throughout the game? Or is he just speaking out of his behind? I would go with the latter. Thank you very much. Objectively be said that it's not helping. How do you know that? And by just throwing it out there, again, you're not helping LGBTQ people in sports. By throwing it out there, you are playing to fear. Fear that in this case is unfounded. The public reaction to Nassib was excellent. The public reaction throughout the NFL to Nassib was excellent. I'm not naive enough to believe that there might not be some coaches or GMs who may not necessarily want him on their team, but there aren't 32 of them. And just throw that out there. It can objectively, that means it's a fact. It can factually be said that Nassib being gay is not helping his NFL prospects. This is a long article. I read all of it. Stephen Knox did not present the proof to me. Maybe we'll have him on next week. Maybe I'll send out an an invitation. That could be good, would it not? Uh, Anyway, on to more important things. Not that Carl Nassib is not important, but this is a life story. Monkeypox and the awful information rollout, vaccine rollout. Where do we go from here? That conversation with Christopher Vasquez is coming up on the other side. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Sports Kiki Podcast. As I mentioned in the opening, we have Christopher Vasquez on the line. He's the comms director for the National Center for Lesbian Rights, a national civil rights organization for all LGBTQ people. Uh, Christopher, welcome to the show. How are you today? Good, thank you. Happy Friday to you. Yeah, happy Friday to you as well. Uh, We were talking a little offline. It's good to collaborate here on this because monkeypox, you know, it mostly has affected... uh, as, as of now that we know of, uh, gay and bisexual men, but we know that this is something that could spread to uh, really the whole population, and sports plays a role in that. But before we get to all that, let me just ask you, uh, obviously, I think if you're part of gay Twitter, uh, this has been one of the dominant discussion points over the last week as people get back from, I don't know, their 4th of July rendezvous in, in particular. I'm not talking for anyone. Um, you know, I'm, I'm only talking for myself, of course. Um, but um, what do you think so far? I, I think, you know, the vaccine rollout has been a mess. Communication has been poor. What do you think the biggest problems have been uh, about information with monkeypox and then the vaccine distribution and information about the vaccine distribution as well? Yeah, I think that's that's a really good question. Uh, I do want to clarify something just off the bat, though. This uh-huh. is affecting um, gay and bisexual men. It's also affecting men who have sex with men, um, who MSM, um, and also transgender individuals. These are 
the the biggest uh, communities affected right the second. Sure. Um, but as for the rollout, I mean, I mean, what's what's your language level? Am I allowed to use a four letter word? You here? can go for it. Yeah, I mean, this is a shit show. I've said it on Twitter, <laughs> and it's just absolutely just just a mess. Like from every level of government, we're just seeing inaction, ineptitude, and and the lack of lessons learned. You know, we're coming off of three years of of a major you know global pandemic where we should know how to get a vaccine out to the public, and our federal, state, and local governments are just failing us. Our health departments are just an absolute mess on this. Uh, we're not seeing enough vaccines. Uh, we're not seeing enough information. Um, many people, especially in, in communities that don't have right. um, health departments that specialize in LGBTQ uh, health, are, are not seeing any information or any vaccine right. rollout whatsoever. So I think it's, it's just been a, a total abysmal mess all around. Yeah. And you mentioned COVID, Chris, and it's like deja vu, right? It's like I'm going back to February, March 2020. I'm reading about uh, lengthy delays for test results. And I know some people who have also experienced that. Um, you know, we have uh, a limited eligibility of people who can be tested, a very limited eligibility of people who can receive the very limited amount of vaccines. I mean, it really is amazing that we have not learned any lessons, it seems like, from the last three years. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's one of the most disappointing things. And I think what we're going to see is that, you know, the, the incubation period for the for monkeypox is long. It's two to three weeks. And we're um, just at the two to three week period after some major um, pride festivals, right. San Francisco, New York, Seattle, um, even like L.A. was just the beginning of, of, of uh, June. So we're going to see these numbers like massively escalating i think you know i was at a, at a party here in san francisco and was notified afterwards it was probably about a thousand people at this party were all notified that there was one person wow. at least one person there who was positive so i think we're going to see these numbers jumping and i think the inaction is is going to really really stand out once we see that you know the huge escalation in the cases yeah, and there's just such poor information that, you know, it, we have uh, at least, they say at least 1,400 infections across 42 states, but, you know, I think probably thousands more. You mentioned the Pride festivities. I mentioned, you know, Fourth of July in Provincetown, Fire Island, uh, go on down the line. Those things are really very crowded venues, as you know. Um, but then you read that, you know, a place like New York, one-fourth of the cases detected, but receiving only one-tenth of available doses, just government seems like 25 steps behind where they need to be crazy yeah absolutely and here in san francisco you know we have one of the most dense lgbtq right. populations and we're out of vaccines literally the wow. health department has sent out an email that's saying that san francisco is fully out of vaccines they've shut down you know the general hospital which had um the largest vaccine program has uh shut down their their vaccine um distribution until the federal government gets any more um there are some in the east bay um, but you have to be able to take time off of work and go over to a, a bathhouse and stand in line for three four hours and you know for a lot of people who are most um at risk of this that work in health you know healthcare or they work in um you know uh service industry or retail they can't afford to take three or four hours off in a, on a random wednesday at no. noon to, to go and get it and, and I want to talk about the information um, rollout, which has been probably the, the most the most frustrating is that our governments aren't putting out information. You know, our, we're getting information through word of mouth. And this is something right. that unfortunately the LGBTQ community has had to do, especially gay men have had to do gay by trans uh, individuals have had to do for, for, you know, a generation now. You know, our governments failed us 
on um, on HIV AIDS for, for decades. And we were left to fend for ourselves. And we're seeing that again now. And it's just it's scary and frustrating. And I think it's it's just another sign that that we're being left behind by our government. That's so true. I mean, everything I found out pretty much about monkeypox, as you said, is through word of mouth or people who I follow on Instagram. You first hear about this in May, you know, you think it's all over your body, then you, it's it's just, you don't, you don't know. It's just, you, you have a little rash on your body, you're examining it every two seconds. I mean, it really does not seem, seems like there's a better way. <laughs> um, and, you know, the CDC, like, comes out with risk mitigation advice, and, you know, I mean, it's largely useless, right? I mean, they say, have sex with your clothes on, avoid kissing, uh, at least six feet apart was in there. I mean, I know that, you know, the best way for risk mitigation is to not have sexual partners, obviously. But even again, like the risk mitigation advice is bad. Uh, what did you think this week about the White, Ho- the White House uh, announcing they're going to hold a monkeypox briefing with social media influencers in the community? This was met with a lot of scorn, uh, with many pointing out that wider vaccine distribution would probably help more than TikTok videos. What do you think about that strategy? Because I know that's been talked about quite a bit this week. Yeah, I mean, it's it's frustrating to think that that's, I mean, they obviously think it's the winning play that they use during COVID to get information out. But at the same time, it's like, we need action, not just, you know, just like you said, not just TikTok videos. It's it's frustrating. I, I'm happy to see that they're doing anything at all. Right. But what we really need is for the CDC and for for really the CDC to push out vaccines. You know, that's that's what's going to stop the spread of this. It's not going to be just about getting information out. It's actually going to be the, the medicine that we need to keep us and keep our bodies safe. And you mentioned uh, like the class disparities here. I want to get further into that. Why? Uh, you know, because I'll use myself. As an example, you know, I live in Boston, white gay male, you know, fairly affluent. I'm very connected to my PCP, but last Friday, it took me quite a day of phone calling and button pushing and referrals and voicemails to get an appointment in the middle of the day to a hospital across town. And I'm lucky enough where I have the kind of job where I can, as you said, take two and a half hours off on a Wednesday to go across town to get this vaccine. And if someone calls me during the workday, I can pick up my phone and answer. Um, I mean, that's just right there, right? I mean, it's the class, it just, yeah, it just, it seems like this is another thing where the class disparities are so, so large too. And not just information, but how to get an appointment, getting it. it yeah, I mean, it doesn't, it's not, it's not easy yeah. even for those of us who are connected. Right, right, right. And, you know, I was lucky enough to be, be able to take the time off on a Wednesday and go all the way across uh, the bay to, to Berkeley to get my um, shot. Um, like I said, I had to take, you know, three and a half hours off of work to do so. And a lot of people can't do that. And even even then, like the location that I went to, the bathhouse in Berkeley that I went to, they were letting people who had paid to get into the bathhouse get the shots I first. That. So that's, you know, there's a total classes, you know, element to this. Um, so I think that's it's, it's totally true. And, and I think it's going to get even worse because as this spreads to the to the non-LGBTQ community, to the broader um, American public, um, we're going to see it even worse. You know, we saw that during during COVID, like the most affluent were able to get the shots first, uh, the vaccine first. And I think that's going to happen again. And it's going to put people who are most marginalized at even greater risk continually. So what is the best thing that people can do right now who are listening to get more information about monkeypox itself and vaccine distribution in their area? You know, that's a really hard question. I haven't been able, I see a lot of people asking me questions about stuff in their area and it's, it's hard enough in San Francisco to get information. Right. Luckily we have the San Francisco AIDS Foundation here who's doing a really good job on it. 
and they've been, you know, at the forefront of a lot of things, you know, prep distribution and other and COVID um, information. So I, I'm fortunate to have that. But I'm, unfortunately, I just don't, you know, I've seen stuff from people in other states saying that their health departments haven't put out any information or aren't offering any vaccines. I think I think it's really incumbent on the federal government right now to to work harder um, to get information out to the to the to the entire uh, American public, um, because I don't think the the local and state uh, authorities are going to do the job. Uh, Christopher Vasquez, uh, comms director for the National Center for Lesbian Rights. Christopher, it's good to connect next time. Uh, hopefully we talk about something a little more on the positive end of things, but uh, a good discussion. Thanks for your time. Yeah, I just want to end with one. Please. Thought. You know, I, I know this is a, this is a sports philosophy. Yeah, sports please, podcast, please. Yeah. And I just want to say like, I just want to say, like, this is something that's affecting the LGBTQ community, specifically gay, bi, MSM, and, and trans individuals. But this is something that's going to spread really fast if it's not taken care of. And sports is going to be one of the major spreaders of it. I mean, this is something that you can contract just by touching someone, just by, you know, hugging, shaking hands. And obviously, sports are full contact activities. And we're going to see if the federal and, and the, the health authorities don't get this under control, it's going to it's going to run rampant through the sports community. So it's something that they really need to take seriously. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, things spread in locker rooms all the time. So why not this? Right. Yeah. Right, right. Oof, man. Thanks Thanks for your time. I really appreciate this. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. All right, so thanks to Christopher for taking some time and coming on the show here today. Uh, He got some good rants in and hopefully, most importantly, he got some good information about just what's going on with monkeypox in our disastrous federal response thus far. As always, if you have any topic ideas, guest ideas, as you just heard, pretty much it's all in bounds here. You can send me a message on Twitter. My DMs are open. At AlexRemer1 is my Twitter name. That again is at AlexRemer1. So long, everybody. We'll talk to you next on the show next Saturday.